Good morning and welcome to the Markets Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 17th of March. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to pause the slides here, you can. Or you can head on over to the marketstoday.com.au website and you can read the disclaimer there. All right, well... What a night, as they say. Of course, the much-anticipated rate rise came from the Fed, 25 basis points. Uh, The market initially swooned at this, not sure why it swooned, and then it rocketed higher. Some of that was to do with the certainty now that we have a roadmap laid out by the Fed, although we did have an 8-to-1 vote with uh, Bullard wanting more than 25 basis points. But there does seem to be a roadmap does also appear that commentators are divided about whether the Fed was hawkish or dovish, but certainly it will be data-driven. If it was data-driven, inflation where it is would put a much higher rate rise on the cards. But uh, clearly it is being cautious and taking things slowly, which the market did like. So we did see big gains on the Dow, up 519 points, 1.55%. 34,063. NASDAQ up 3.77%, 488 points to 13,437. The tech trade is back on, very oversold. And some of the moves last night in some of these tech stocks were extraordinary. And the S&P 500, as always, in the middle for diddle, 2.24% higher 95 points at 43.58. We had on the Dow, we had a low on the Dow of 153 points down, and we had a high of 5.32, so pretty much closing on its highs. As a result of all this, SPY futures are up 106 points today, up nearly 1.5%, so we should see a big rally today. Some of the moves in some of the technology stocks were astonishing, but then we're getting used to astonishing. Astonishing is the new normal. Block, for instance, was up 12.5%. Apple up 2.9%. Meta was up 6%. Google up 3.2%. Microsoft up 25 Amazon up 3.9%. Tesla up 4.8%. Netflix up 4 US banks as well charging ahead. We had JP Morgan up 45 Citigroup up 3.1%. Goldman four, uh, 3.5%. So we did see some big moves, U.S. banks, U.S. technology uh, market looked very oversold. This news from the Fed, although I'm not sure whether it is dovish or hawkish, uh, was enough to soothe the markets. It was as expected. The key was that Powell said that uh, the U.S. economy was strong enough to withstand the rate rises, and he didn't see signs of a recession. Mind you, this is from the same man that didn't see signs of inflation. So take that with a smidge of salt. On commodities last night, we saw the LME reopen at the nickel market last night. And once again, it was a shambles. It traded briefly and then a glitch in the system, according to the LME, stopped the trade for some time. And then it came back and it glitched again. So it was a bit of a shambles. The LME also has put in uh, price movements of uh, plus and minus 5% will cause the market to be suspended. So that's going to make price discovery very hard. As a result, nickel was limit down 
uh, down 5% to 45,000. The right price is anybody's guess, but certainly some people have guessed it's around 25, 26,000. It's currently 45,000. So if it was 5% a session, it's going to take a little while to get some stability and find out what the real price is. Over on other metals on the LME, which has rapidly lost most of its credibility, copper was up 1.5%. We had that nickel price down nearly 5%. Aluminium up 1.6%. Zinc up half a percent. Lead down half percent. And tin ton down 1.1%. On the commodity stocks, though, BHP was up 3.2%. Rio up 5.3%. Freeport McMoran up 4.8, Alcoa up 2.6, Anglo up 0.8, Glencore up 2.8, Vale up nearly 3%, and Arbamile, let's take that as a proxy for lithium stocks here, was up 5.1%. So we are going to see uh, some action in our resource stocks today, coupled with the banking stocks, coupled with the tech stocks. No wonder the SPY futures is showing up 106 points. Gold coming off again, down $15.40.77%. Getting a double whammy as well because we have seen the Aussie dollar go nuts overnight. It was up 1.3%. Biggest rise for quite some time. 72.92, back up to just shy of 73 cents. So that's going to hurt uh, the gold price in Aussie dollar terms. Also hurt our commodity stocks a little bit as it takes some of the fun and games. But looking at those US commodity stocks, we should still see some strength in our commodity stocks. Iron ore was the big winner, and we probably saw that yesterday to some extent. We had uh, iron ore up 7.3%, 9.90, 145.45. Why has iron ore been bobbling around so much? I hear you cry. Well, one of the reasons, of course, is the COVID shutdowns in China. Yesterday, we got some much better numbers coming out of China in terms of the COVID cases. That's if you can believe them. And that's certainly helping the growth story in China. But uh, certainly some of the recent data that's been coming out from official channels has been um, has been somewhat questioned by some commentators going to the inputs that have been put into those numbers uh, don't really match with what's coming out on the other side. So always take Chinese economic numbers with a grain of salt, maybe even a lump of salt in this case, but certainly uh, better COVID numbers coming out of Shenzhen and other regions are helping that iron ore price at the moment. So that's a bit of a, a proxy at the moment for um, for COVID cases. Here you can see the S&P 500, and I guess you can see the market was going pretty much uh, nowhere, although it was quite firm uh, pre-PAL. That uh, 2 o'clock decision came out. The market tanked, and then Powell started talking. And at 2.30, when he started talking, that he had no fears of a U.S. recession and the economy was strong enough to withstand rate rises, the market gathered itself and pushed itself up. And off it went, off to the races for the US market, and our market will follow suit. Major stories last night, of course, stocks rally on Powell's bullish economic remarks. Uh, Whether they were bullish or not remains to be seen, but uh, certainly he was uh, soothing nerves out there, taking it very cautiously and very dovishly to some, hawkishly to others. So it's a bit of a It's a bit out there at the moment, whether it is dovish or hawkish. Fed lifts rates quarter percent. That's what we um, already knew. Signals more hikes to come. Again, we knew that. Strong quake hits Japan and near Fukushima, causing one death. Nickel, we've talked about. Chinese stocks surge as the state council offers reassuring comments. 
I'll get on to that in a minute, but there was a massive, massive rebound in Chinese tech stocks. The Nasdaq Dragon Index, I think, was up 26%. Extraordinary moves. Uh, the Ukraine leader Zelensky says, peace talks sounding more realistic, but more time needed. And Zelensky says Ukraine can't join NATO in a concession to Russia. This was part of the whole problem that kicked things off, is that the Ukraine wanted to join not only the EU, but also NATO. And Russia wanted a neutral country or a country that it could control next door to it rather than the NATO countries. A little bit of a buffer, but uh, it looks like some progress has been made. Of course, there are sanctions and those sanctions won't be lifted that easily. So even if fighting stops, which fingers crossed it will, with some sort of ceasefire, those sanctions will still be punishing Russia for its actions and its civilian um, civilian work there that has caused so many casualties. Biden is expected to announce a billion in military assistance to Ukraine, and the ECB says Europe will not go into recession due to Ukraine war. Well, that's good. And the Bank of England to tighten faster than other central banks while fiscal stimulus remains. And Chinese COVID lockdowns adding further chaos to the global supply chains, although many companies have been seeing this coming and have been stocking up as much as they can to try and alleviate the supply chain issues. And OPEC keeps its global oil demand forecast steady despite geopolitical disruptions. What to expect today? Well, we've got uh, on the economic front the February labour force report at 11.30 and also the final CPI for February. Of course, our market 106 points on the SPY. So that is obviously going to give us a pretty solid day out today. So there'll be a lot of people cheering the green on screen today, which is a good thing. We should see the banks continue their rally. That's certainly one of the high spots of this market recently has been the divergence, I guess, of the banks and resources, but with iron ore up and doing well, and also those um, commodity stocks doing relatively okay and lithium bouncing back nicely, we should see some rallies there. We did also see yesterday some rallies in some specific strategic mineral stocks with funding promised from the Morrison government while uh, Scott was in WA flashing the cash. So uh, that certainly helped the likes of ARU. Australian Vanadium as well was one winner. And we have news to come from Poseidon Nickel on their funding deal as well. So there's a lot happening in the commodity space at the moment. So that should give that space a bit of a boost. Banks and industrials will do well. And our tech stocks will be on the bargain hunters list today. So we could have a pretty good day. Uh, The S&P 500 posted its biggest two-day rally since April 2020. And the New York Stock Exchange FANG Plus Index, this is extraordinary, up 10.2%. Chinese stocks soared the most since at least 2001 after Beijing vowed to keep its stock market stable. And it does seem as if authorities in the US are backing away a little bit from their um, ADR clampdown from uh, Chinese companies. So that is good. The NASDAQ Golden Dragon China Index was up 26%. 26%. These are extraordinary moves. As the Chinese say, may you live in interesting times. And even on currency markets, they didn't want to miss out on all this volatility. The A dollar has jumped to nearly 73 cents. In company news today, the New Zealand Commerce Commission has cleared the Ampol bid for Z Energy, Z's dead baby. 
And in Europe, big rallies in European markets, clearly uh, peace talks helping, but also, of course, US markets helping and the Fed helping. Stocks 50 was up 4.1%. FTSE was up 1.6%. FTSE very much dominated by oil and gas and mining. And we did see that oil price fall last night uh, around 2%, but not huge amounts. And it's still, you know, we've still got uh, Brent crude at $98. So whichever way you slice it, if you take out the 125 plus spike, it's still massively elevated levels. So we can't get too complacent about $98 oil. It is knocking on the door of 100. So um, the FTSE, which is a very more mining and oil and gas focused index by virtue of its composition, was only up 1.6%. The CAC was up 3.7%. That's the French market. And the DAX up 3.8%. 10 year yields across the board. The US 2.18%. Australia 2.49%. Coming off the boil slightly. Germany up 0.39%. That's a positive. In the papers today, Coles and Woolies could be inflation winners, according to the Jardin head of research, said food inflation could hit 6.8% this year. <coughs> and the UWL, the Unity Bidder, HRL, Morrison & Co., they have been talking about their big investments they're making in the digital space, and they see the digital industry as a critical building block of society. They're heavily involved in Infotril and lots of asset purchases in terms of data centers, etc., in New Zealand and Australia. So it's certainly becoming an infrastructure force to be reckoned with. And that government cash plash is firing up the junior strategic materials sector. So keep an eye on those stocks. They could continue to push higher. And there may be other targets around as the government uh, puts some money where its mouth should be and uh, fund some of these uh, strategic minerals companies, uh, the likes of rare earths and uh, lithium and battery technology as well. Question of the day today. Did you read the Fed as dovish or hawkish? I can't make up my mind. Certainly the analysts and the economists that I've been reading in the news and on the uh, TV, uh, they don't seem to be able to make up their mind either. But the market seems to have made up its mind in terms of dovishness. It may be a short-term burst of uh, short covering in an oversold market, but certainly the market sees it as dovish. But do you see this as dovish or hawkish for the Fed move last night? That's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening, and thanks very much for all those people that came along last night to the first Sydney members meeting. We had a great time and hope now to roll that out in other capital cities. So watch out for more news on that. If you're listening to this on a podcast, we have three other podcasts in the streams of consciousness that you can subscribe to. We've got the Marker Strategy podcast where you get a fly on the wall look at our morning meeting. The On The Desk podcast where the team in Melbourne discuss things that are in the news or things financial. And the On The Couch podcast where I talk to some CEOs and fund managers. And this week I'm hoping to catch up with the CEO of Iron Ear, which is a lithium company in the US, or hoping to be a lithium company in the US, which has an interesting project at Rheolite Ridge. So looking forward to catching up and hopefully getting that one out by the weekend. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. And may the trading gods be with you today. And I'm sure they will if you are long, because we're in for a good day. Thanks a lot.